Welcome to Kashmir's On The Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir's Magazine. And tonight we have a very, very special guest. We have Barry Nash, who is the Mashkiach of the Year, which shows him and uh, from all the, all the people who were nominated by the different conscious organizations. And uh, we interviewed them, chose Mr. Nash, who we feel is highly qualified, one of the best mashkichim in the world. And then we uh, gave him the award, which is like the, the, the mashkich of the Year Award, plus $1,000 that we awarded him. And uh, he did that at Kosher Fest just about a week or so ago. And uh, Mr. Nash is with us, although it's over the phones. Are you there, Barry? Yes, I'm here. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, we, it's, we're glad to have you aboard. This is a, a new experience for you, probably, but uh, I think you're going to find it very pleasurable. It's a very relaxed setting, and we hope to hear from some of our listeners. I'm going to give out the telephone numbers, although I don't, I don't ask you to call now. The numbers to call are 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Please wait. And we want you to talk to us, to Mr. Nash, to myself, about Mashkir of the Year or the kinds of things that Mr. Nash does. We're not going to take the kind of regular cautious questions tonight. We'll have to save that for next week, Mitz Hashem. You want to text us, anything you'd like to text us, 347-927-8398. And without further ado, we're going to start with uh, Barry Nash, who is our Mashkir of the Year. <clears throat> Barry, you are you're working for the um, Mariah School in Englewood, uh, New Jersey, correct? That's correct, yes. And, and how many years are you there? 21 years. 21 years. So we have you down as 25 years for the RCBC, the Rabbinical Council of Bergen County, when you're, it was your basic employer, although you work for a few other people too. We'll get to that a little later. And that's also something that I love. It's a well-rounded situation. Uh, can you just give us, uh, and, uh, what would you do that four years? Was it, were you with four more years with them, or we got the numbers wrong? It was only 21 years. It wasn't 25 years. It wasn't 25. Years. Okay, so it was 21. But that's still a long time, right? Well, while, yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you, before you were a mashkiach, what, was your, what kind of work did you do? I was an electronics development engineer. And what attracted you to working in Hashkocha? Well, at the time, I'm a Balshuva. At the time, um, you have to learn that a lot of the uh, a lot of the, uh, of the, of the of the the items to learn in English were primarily Kashu at the time. So I read a lot on Kashu, and um, I bothered a friend of mine. Okay, who had a pizza store, and I said, I want to get into what you're getting into it anyway. One thing led to another, and then um, I kept bothering uh, Joey Bodner, main event. He was opening a place called Cravings at the time, and uh, he didn't have any place for me. But anyway, he met with Ed Fox, who was the administrator at um, at uh, Mariah School. And uh, Ed says, I'm, you know, he was making a bar mitzvah. He was interviewing main event. He says, by the way, we're going flashing next year. Do you have a mishgiach for us? That's when I dropped my name, and then um, I submitted a, resum- a resume to Rabbi Brookheimer, uh, Rabbi uh, Mayor Brookheimer, right. who uh, interviewed me, and uh, and uh, it's all history. Um, he, I've been under his tutelage for many years. I I basically owe owe him uh, my cautious background here because he took me under his wing. 
and he gave me what I could. Well, he gave me he he gave me uh, tutelage in in both the practical and and and, and, and uh, end of, of cautious and uh, and um, he he was instrumental in my in my cautious uh, um, um, in, my, in my cautious employment. And let me ask you, Barry. Uh, you, you, uh, first of all. 21 years in the same establishment, that's like a, a big miracle, isn't it? I don't think many people lasted that long in their, the positions that they're holding in anything, especially in the cautious area. I, I deal with mashkichim all the time. I mean, they come to me and they tell me their sob stories about how they got fired. Uh, and, and very, very often the, the, business, uh, the business goes out. Here it's a yeshiva, it's not going to go out. But still in all, to stay 21 years in the same place how did you manage it? You know, you're there for the kids. Number one, you're there for the kids. You're there to feed them proper kosher, kosher food. You're there for the neshamas to help them out. You got, you know, and and what happens is you embrace the whole population. And the parents, they respect you back. You do the right thing. All right, for for the caterer that you're working for at the time, whether it's self-contained or an outside caterer, all right, and you do the right thing for the parent body and for the students. It's it's uh, and always always watching out for your kitchen. That's my kitchen. I've always said, and I watch out for my kitchen over there. I don't know. You could offer me a a very big job somewhere if I have a small job in Mariah. That's where I'm going to be that uh, that Chavez. Let me ask you the um, the kitchen. How many people are employed there? We have seven people in the kitchen right now, and, including and, myself. And how is it set up in terms of the uh, the running of the of the kitchen? I mean, I, 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 you are not in charge of all, you're not the manager of the of the kitchen, I assume. I have management status, but we have uh, Chef Dana, who comes from um, a, 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 a managed culinary management background. She's a very qualified individual. She doesn't have she didn't have much in terms of kashrut, but she's a quick study. All right, and um, and she's brought her skills, both the culinary and management skills, to the program. Five stars just started this year over there, and uh, we hired a new team over there. We have a meat, we have a dairy kitchen, and we also have a uh, par of enclave that we do a lot of vegetables. And so, and, and uh, but the rest of the staff, you're not the manager directly, would you say? No, you but I have managerial status. Right. She's the manager. All right, and um, and I'm in charge of the kashrut, and the rest of the staff uh, works. You know, the rest of the staff has various duties. How, All right, we have a couple. Uh, we have two culinary women who uh, who do just garmanger. We have one chef who works on the hot, and we have two guys that are that are, that are multifaceted. They do uh, they do cold work and um, uh, they do cold work and serving. How often did have they been replaced or new new personnel coming in? We have a very low turnover, very low turnover. Beautiful. It's a very desirable place to work. Why? Uh, we have a system. There's no anger management there. Uh. All, all the all the requirements are clearly defined. Um, and that's it. You do your job. You get to keep your job. That's all. And outside of the uh, the people who are working there, who is your other boss? I mean, from the ah, school. So I have multiple bosses. So <laughs> I have the RCBC, of course. Right. It's a vertical RCBC kitchen, vertical right. council of Bergen County. Also, five star caterers, uh, who is the caterer there. I have to address their needs as well. It's under uh, the owner's Kenny Yeager. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the school itself. The school is my boss as well. So you know, they have different. I, what I do is I assist Chef Dana in understanding the requirements of the school. 
And so that there's good communication. So in other words, really, it's the five-star catering that's doing catering of the meals in Mariah. Is that correct? That's correct. It's our source program, uh-huh. all right? And they provide, they provide the staffing and they provide the food and they, they feed, the, and they feed the, um, the student population there. And how, how is it possible to, to, to survive with four bosses? You know, it's not really four bosses. Everybody has their place. Yeah. The RCBC has the requirements, okay. And Chef Dane has made uh, is made um, is made known those requirements, and we work. You know, we don't just do suddenly things. She plans her menus according to my requirements. She asks, uh, "What can I? How can I do this? Can I do that?" And we work together. And of course, then there's the school as well. The school has their needs, and uh, they're particular in certain ways. And they may or may not define them properly. So uh, I hope clarify them to Chef Dana. We communicate. Communication is premier. You need to have communication. Now, you mentioned before, Barry, about the, the relationship with the children, and it's all for the kids. Can you tell me a little bit about some interaction with the children? Well, you know, the kids are, uh, they change over time. But uh, kids are still kids. They uh, they run around. They have certain needs, and you have to address them. You have to make sure a child, if he's if he, if he wants something specific, all right, you help them out. Uh, just in the hallways, it's just I love being around them because they're so energetic. They're full energy, um, and it's just uh, you know we we help them out with. Um, I mean, like a, a project. I tell the kids, you know, mind of the meadows. Okay, and not running in the hallways, but also I give them a bolster. I wish you should call when they do something right. Wow, you yeah. have to do that. You have to positively reinforce them. And we also, as five star caterers, we provide specialized meals for children who have um, of certain um, dietary restrictions due to you know such as uh, such as uh, uh, dairy or um, gluten free or what have you. And how much does that take you out of your regular daily work? I mean, how much do you do you have to go shopping? Do you have to make certain foods? What, how, do, how does it impact on you getting that special uh, special meal, the happy meals, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the yeah. child-specific yeah. meals, student-specific meals? How do you go about doing that in the course of a day? You know, Chef Dana um, is, has been very good at trying to get it through our supply lines. Um, sometimes it comes in proper, sometimes we just have to send it back. But for the most part, um, everything that comes in is, 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 is on spec. Uh, but we, we have to handle our gluten-free uh, people sometimes. You know, they'll need something special. And we'll go out to the store we'll, we'll purchase something for them or the, or the egg-free people because we, have to, we try to accommodate the needs uh, of those children. It's, uh, that's, that's how, you know, you know, and, um, uh, but, it doesn't take me away from the children that much. It used to take me away years ago, more. But now we're trying to order in properly. And uh, you, what time of the day do you start? What time do you start every day? I try to start around six a.m. Now, I I, I heard uh, that the sun is putting ten, eleven hour days. The school is yeah. closed by that five o'clock or whatever it is. So where where's the ten hours? Uh, 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 are you saying you stay till about? Are you start at six o'clock in the morning. You go till about four or five o'clock. All right, now let me. Yeah. Now let me ask you. Uh, I I heard a story about Barry Nash uh, about two by two weeks ago or something. There was a, a, a program and there was they wanted to have bagels and you went out and four o'clock in the morning turned on the fires. You want to tell us about well, that? Well, what happened was. Um 
there was a caterer that was doing a job I was working for on the weekend. Yeah. Okay, and he was doing the job over in Passaic, and it was a very special event. And I just thought that since the bagels were the main event of the of the, fu- of the function, he wanted to buy uh, a bagels from from uh, from uh, a, a bagel store that that wasn't necessarily Pasi Israel. So we inquired if we could if if if, if someone could light the flame and and and, and make them Pasi Israel. They did, and so I volunteered to do so. On top of that, we had a trip that was going out. Greenkill, Greenkill, New York, and I wanted the rabbis there to have uh, uh roll bread. So at the same time, I placed my order for that as well, and we were able to provide them with roll bagels on the trip. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it, Barry. The 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 this a personal touch, the extra mile, you know, the care. That's that's very crucial in Kashmir. I I think it comes across to the people. I think that y- your message comes across, and, and they want to work hard if they see that you're taking everything seriously and you're working hard and not just shoving the burden over to somebody else. No, there's a lot of respect in the kitchen. All right, People will say, can I do this and can I do that? I have a young lady who works, uh, her name is Ashley. She works on my Garmin J team, and she likes to have iced coffee. Okay, She brought a cream oil in, and she says, this is non-dairy. Can I use this in the private area? I said, well, it's not really non-dairy. I said, U.S. government has certain allowances. They call it non-dairy, but it's not. But I said, I have some non-dairy creamer over here. And she was amicable with that. Very respectful. All of our staff is like that. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, now, you mentioned that you, uh, on, the, on the weekends, you were sometimes working with other cashless agencies and caterers. Can you tell us a little bit about that activity? Well, um, it's uh, the, the Rabbi Taub. All right. Um, actually, in the very beginning, Rabbi Brookheimer promised me that if I took the job, that he would provide me for would work on the weekend to supplement my salary. All right. He did. He made good on that, and he still makes good on that. Um, uh, he works with the also with the uh, with the Star K and provides me work on the weekends. Uh, Rabbi Taub also through the RCBC provides me with that work, and I also work with um, the Cuff K and, and the OU as well. Mm-hmm. Whoever you know, whoever needs me, you know, it's like. Uh, um, hopefully there's no overlap. I don't like to say no. Right. And and now I'm going to come to my, my one of my favorite topics about the summer, although we're not near the summer right now, but I, 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 I love what you do in the summer, and I want you to tell the people a little bit about it, and the camp, and let them get an idea of who Barry Nash really is. So give us a... You must be talking about Cameron Rowe. Absolutely. So Cameron Rowe is, has, been on, has been in the past under tutelage of Rabbi, uh, of 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 uh, Stanley Felsinger, all right. He's I guess you would call him the neshama of the camp. Right. What a very special person. Anyway, it it's a kind of type of camp where you have kids that are from children from from various walks of life, less religious, okay, but they want to be in a Jewish environment and in a, a safe Jewish environment. And and that's the wonderful thing about Camp Monroe is that nothing is forced on a child. Everything is presented to them. They have a they have a uh, glacosha kitchen, uh, only a glacosha kitchen. They have uh, the, the tefillah. They have a proper tefillah, and uh, they have an eruv around the facility. But not necessarily everybody. Uh, not, the majority of the, of the people may, ne- may necessarily come from Orthodox background. 
So what it does is provide a, a proper Jewish environment, and they can conduct themselves a, as they would, you know. But um, there's no, there's no, but they can see um, what the proper to feel is like. They can eat kosher kosher food, the nourishment Um for, I have the opportunity to work with with certain with a lot of kids. So like one for instance, a child came up to me, and he said to me, "I'd like an apple." I was in the kitchen, so I said, "Oh, the apple's going to cost you." And he says to me, how much is it going to cost to get some sort of financial ramifications? And I said, it's going to cost you a bracha. <laughs> so he got a yarmulke, we made a bracha. I don't know when he made a bracha last, but he made a bracha. Maybe I started him on his way, maybe not, but we're exposing the children. We're waiters that come in. We work very closely with uh, wait staff. They're like uh, younger high school students. Okay, and they become they they're they're waiters for us in the lunchroom, and uh, they 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 have to do things in a certain way. One one thing that takes off is iced coffee. All right, I always tell them uh, a proper way to make the iced coffee. Okay, with a shlishi on the ice, and they so proudly show me they do it the right way. It's nice to see nice to see kids trying to do something the right way. So you see that your kashvus is actually you know working on the neshamas. And not just uh, on the stomachs, right? Right, right. It's working on the shamas. So I mean, I'm going to ask that's, you to tell that's me. the only reason why they respect you. Right. They only respect you because you have to do it with love. Right. You don't do it with love, you hit people over the head, it goes nowhere. You have to do it with love. Well, I wish everybody got that message. That's very important. And that's one of the reasons that Barry Nash is in the same place for 21 years, because they know what he's doing. And they, it would be so easy for them to find a little thing here, a little thing there to get somebody out if they're not happy. So obviously they are happy with you. And uh, that's why you got recommended by the RCBC to, uh, to receive this special award. Now, I, I'm going to ask uh, anybody that'd like to call in the opportunity now to speak to uh, Barry Nash, learn a little bit about the work that he does, talk about schools, talk about the special program. I, 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 we didn't go into it too much, but, but, but Mr. Nash will go out of his way to get uh, gluten-free products for individual students, uh, to get uh, certain things that don't have eggs, and they designate it, and then they put it away in a special way so that they could be able to protect it, that it wouldn't be misused and lost. It's a whole procedure taking care of each one of those kids with a special needs. And then there are some who have special needs because of health reasons. So there's a whole... We didn't go into that very much, but that's one of the most interesting things that I, that I heard about. It's, it, you know, it's the specialization and, and Mr. Nash's involvement with it. And remember, he has to make the decision about what, we can get for them and whether it's doable in the kosher way. And then he has to get the place to take, you know, they has to get the school to purchase the things or he has to go out and do it himself. That's Whenever we have an event, we like to mirror the event for the for the kids with the gluten-free or egg-free. So like for Green Kill, you know, they were serving a cake, I got a piece of apple pie. They're serving donuts, I got donuts for them. You know, and, and, and pretzels even got gluten-free pretzels for them. You know, and so you that, that way they feel comfortable and they feel like they're part and they're not being excluded. Right, and you, and you have to understand that in a kid in the school, that child needs food five days a week. So he has to be. We have to be up on top of that on a regular basis. It's a very big involvement. Anyway, Jeff Dana call- is very very good about that. She really is. She's um, she she she's she's very good at preparing those happy meals. Beautiful. So anyone who would like to call us, our telephone numbers here at the studio: seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Again, seven one eight. Six eight three five eight five eight. The text us three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. 
347-927-8398. And we'd like to hear from you anything that's related to the Mashkich of the Year Award, to uh, the types of work that, that uh, Mr. Nash does, which is the working in the yeshiva. And I think there's a lot of questions that some of our other people should be asking about it because I think his program, where they have a professional uh, caterer uh, and they have a very fine staff, well-trained staff working in the kitchen, is something that our people in, in Brooklyn should be interested in gleaning some information from him about. In addition to that, we also uh, talking about the catering or about the camps. And uh, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of ground that he covers. So without further ado, call us at 718-683-5858, or you can text us at 347-927-8398. And before we get to uh, Mr. Nash and to the callers, I'd like to just say a word about a sponsor, which is Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of Glotmart, think of... Price, convenience, service, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. And at Glotmart, you'll save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you purchased in the store. Nisim, now, there are a few items I'm going to give you that are on special this week, starting 11-18, uh, starting on Wednesday. Family packed chuck ground beef, $4.99 a pound. Square cut roast, $10.99 a pound. Middle chuck, $7.99 a pound. Family packed minute steak, $10.99 a pound. And uh, also we have here the um, Thursday to Friday special which is one pound of gefilte fish, one quart of soup, uh, four matzo balls or three slices of kishka, a roast chicken or, or four chicken legs or two meatloaf, one pound of potato or luxion kugel, and one pound of cholent for twenty four ninety nine. That's the Shabbos special, um, either available either on Thursday or Friday. So at, at Glatmart, the meat, the quality of the meats is A1 with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatikashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is located at 1205 Avenue M, meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashras on the Air over J-Root Radio. So while we're waiting for people to call in, we'll continue, uh, Barry, with some of, some of the, uh, our conversation. And uh, again, the studio number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, texting 347-927-8398. Now, uh, Mr. Nash, let me ask you, um, in the course of 21 years, there have been some interesting stories. Share with us a couple, some things that happened to you. They may have been funny. They may have been sad. They may have been a problem. They may have been... Just positive feedback. I don't know exactly what ones, but let's hear some of the, uh, the things that happened in the last 21 years. Okay. Uh, Give us one. We'll start with that. One. Okay. Um, trying to think of really. Oh, my. Um, but, but this way, when, when you have the deliveries, sometimes there are issues that come with the deliveries. Oh, one funny story. The Pesach somewhere. 
So we're watching inside the kitchen, okay, and um, we, uh, we had a park kitchen. We had a buffalo chopper in the kitchen. So Zoria, the woman, walks into the kitchen with a chicken who's about to use the buffalo chopper. We stopped her, and we said, and we said, this is this is not for this is not for meat. You can't use this for meat. She says, well, this is not meat. It's chicken. <laughs> Communication is everything. Right, right, Communication right. is everything. She didn't understand, so right. she had you know it, it was a problem. Um, but that's 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 it. You know, what I mean. Um, what about the people when they come into those workers who are not Jewish? How do they how do they deal with? It? They're going to eat the same food uh, as as the kids are eating every day, or are they bring in their own food? No, actually, they eat the food that we get creative with it. For instance, when we make pizza day, they'll make themselves a special pie. And a special pie will be kosher, no problem whatsoever. Right. But it'll have some special vegetables or something on it. Sometimes it gets very creative with tuna fish or what have you. But um, they put together a pie for themselves. Um, nobody, I, I make a point of saying that I really don't want any forbidden combinations. I say it nicely with respect. Okay, I said, you can eat this stuff outside. Please don't eat it here. And that's it. You know, I think have anything you want, want anything you want. Okay, everybody Everybody helps each other. I unload trucks, they unload trucks. We slap equally. I mean, if I'm available and they're not available, I do what I have to do. You know, if I'm not available, they take care of us. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a matter of mutual respect. How do they relate That's what to, it is. How do they relate to the kosher aspect? I mean, they obviously are not uh, aware of what it means to us. How do they relate to it? In the beginning, it was difficult with the new team. Every time, I tell you, every time I start off with a new team, I say to myself, we're not going to make it. Because it's like, it, people just don't, they, they don't hop. It's yeah. from a, it's uh, like I say to them, I understand, I, I, I know that you think it's just totally alien to you. I said, but eventually you will you will come to embrace embrace the rules. I said because we have to, and I tell them the rules and everything. You don't have to understand them. I said, but you know this is separate from that. Sometimes the rules are made to make a mechitza, so that you shouldn't you know go into an area that that's a problem. Right. Um, but but um, it just um, it, 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 it's. Um, you know, some people are more, have more challenging time than others. Some people embrace the rules very quickly, but you, know, you have to be vigilant. That's all. Some people don't understand, and um, the trick is not to is to make is to make barriers. Barriers when something happens, you can stop it before it becomes a major problem. Not not make a not set up a situation where you'll fail immediately. You always have to have some sort of a some time. I call it time to get from when when the situation is going from one situation from good to not good, right? Kosher, not kosher, right? Time to stop something from happening. Right. You, that's you, that's you, why you have to put up sufficient mechitzas. You, you, you know, or whether it be spatial mechitzas or, or procedural mechitzas. Yeah, I, I, I like that thing about this procedural, especially you mentioned on when we talked the first time about that. They that there's a regularity of it. Every day it's the same thing, so they have, get a sort of a, a system that they're that they they feel relaxed with, and and it goes more, it goes much easier. At the beginning, kitchen was always was chaos, and eventually it got a hum. You know what come because everybody's doing what they have to do. There's not much discourse. You don't have to talk much. Everybody's in their place, all right. And there's just a hum in the kitchen. Work is being done properly, and um, and, and 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 you have to do the same thing every single day. Don't deviate because this way the procedure is the procedure, and the procedure becomes rote. 
okay? And then if you have to change it, then you make a big deal about it. If you have to change it for some specific reason, okay? But it becomes rote, and it minimizes culture issues. Uh, you were mentioning about a team. You mean sometimes they replace the whole team? You had to start training all the people who work in the in the kitchen at one time? Well, well what happened was um, this year, five, I mean, well, Five Star came in. Uh, they re- the school decided to replace the entire... Uh, worker population. So Five Star had to hire a complete team, and everybody came in the kitchen. uh, Some people had some knowledge of kosher, some people had no knowledge of kosher, and we basically had to bring them up to speed. And, And those people had worked together before as a unit? No, they didn't. We had to work, we, we, Basically, we we, um, we basically taught them how to work together as a cohesive unit. The most important thing is respect in the kitchen. You have to have respect for each other. Once you have that, then you can then you can define boundaries and you can decide, you can define protocols. All right, without respect, there is nothing in the kitchen. It doesn't work. Uh-huh. And um, in, in what kind of uh, an issue could come up? I know it's a kosher kitchen, but there's milk exfoliants and parva. What kind of a, 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 a kashrus concern could come up that you have to either consult one of the rabbis or you have to um, take some action yourself and quarantine things and and maybe maybe uh, lose some you know lose some product. I mean, I have a par of steam kettle, uh, and I cover the I cover a certain area very well. And whenever we're working with the steam with the with the with the steam box attached to it, we we don't have a, a proper part working area, so we cover the area every time. Um, and um, sometimes it, it, it's not covered properly, you know. And you have to make a decision, you know. You know, but um, fortunately, fortunately, it only happened maybe once or twice, and we dealt with it. You know, it's like you have to say to people, "I'm sorry, we can't use the product because." If you make it all the time, then there's, they don't think there's a ramification for something, and that there's no care. But if there's a ramification, something happens, then they, they say you've got to do it the right way to lose product. Uh, we just let, to let everybody know if they just turn, tuned in. This is uh, the uh, Kashmir's on the Air show, and our guest tonight is uh, Barry Nash, who is the Mashkir of the Year. He won the award, and we received $1,000 from us. From Kashus Magazine, and I'm Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashus Magazine, and we're talking about his functions in the different capacities that he works in. Uh, most of it for the RCBC, but he works for other organizations as well. And uh, with the RCBC, he is in charge of the Mariah School, the Kashus there, and that's been for 21 years. He's also involved on the weekends in uh, catering situations, and we mentioned also his involvement with Camp Monroe. In the summer, on the in the uh, the, uh, in the kitchen there, and he, says he works as a mashgiach there. So uh, if you, I see people are not calling in, so I'm going to have to ask the questions for them. But if you want to call us, the number is seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, or you can text us at three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. So until we hear from anybody out there. We're going to go on with our show, and I'd like to ask uh, Mr. Nash a little bit more about what it is in uh, the kosher uh, pro- kosher issues, kosher program in the school system. Um, you know, we have in in Brooklyn, I don't, I think most of the places don't. Oh, by the way, on, on your staff, you're the only Shama Shabbos in the kitchen. Is that correct? I'm the only Jew in the kitchen. The only Jew in the kitchen. So what we have uh, in in Brooklyn 
I'm not going to speak about all the schools because every school is different. But uh, in most cases, there isn't any real hashgacha uh, program, like meaning like uh, with an outside hashgacha. It's usually done somehow within the school setup. They have a person who's in charge for the yeshiva, uh, could be an administrator in the office, or could be somebody who's learning in the base madrash, or I don't know where it is. But the person is really not, uh, you know, very much uh, on, on top of the situation. He, they set up systems, and I don't know every school whether they have a Shoma Shabbos in the kitchen at any given time. Could be they do. I, I should They certainly should try to have that much. But uh, sometimes they have that, and they don't have any mashkiach. And uh, rare to have a working mashkiach or a regular mashkiach in the kitchen. And, and that's something that I think is, uh, is very important that uh, we really should be moving towards. Somebody who knows kashras, somebody who uh, can, can watch everything that's going on, because in a lot of yeshivas, there's milchika kitchen and a fleshika kitchen. Now, very often they're not preparing all of it at once, but still in all, they will go from one section to another. And uh, there are countless things that can happen in terms of deliveries, etc. Now, obviously, every yeshiva deals with it. And uh, the old days when things were completely out of hand are over with, I hope, in most of the yeshivas, or all of them. But still in all, I think we could be discussing a little more about what the uh, yeshivas could offer. Do we have anybody calling? Uh, no, I have a question for the Meshgiach about, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Bishul Israel. So what do you do? Is any any way that you are standing on on the top of the food or something like this? I mean, for the Svardim, you wanted to have you in this. All the flames are lit by me. Number one, all right. Regardless, all the flames, including the sterno flames in the hot box, are lit by me. Um, as far as from a Svardic perspective, stirring the stirring the um, what's in the pots, I don't necessarily have the opportunity to do that. All right, because I'm going, I'm all over the place. You know what I'm saying? But I would think, of, I mean, I, I, I'm in the, I, I stir the soup every once in a while, or the, or, or the, or the sauce I'll have every once in a while. But uh, I light all the flames. So, and that's in that yeshiva, they're probably not uh, asking for that. Okay. So, but, but other, but, but some of the things that you do. Aside from uh, what uh, you're doing, the checking of the vegetables, are all right. the vegetables come? Not, you, they don't buy vegetables that came in with hashgacha. You're, you're checking them raw. All the all the vegetables in the school? No, no. Um, uh, well, uh, the RCBC does not permit the checking of broccoli right now, so we bring that in uh, pre-checked. Um, we check cauliflower. We check romaine hearts. Uh, we check herbs. But um, the the bodeg, but the, we get a um, we get a, a pre-checked uh, um, a broccoli at this time. Now, how often does somebody come down from uh, RCBC to see what's going on in uh, the establishment? I mean, they may live in the neighborhood, but how often do they have like, an official visit that uh, Rabbi Taub or somebody else uh, comes down to see what's happening? They they they, they show up uh, from time to time. Uh, whether it be Rabbi Brookheimer, Rabbi Taub, um, you know, we also have the rabbis from the kitchen, from the school, uh, coming into the kitchen as well. I encourage anybody to come into the kitchen any time to ask questions. Well, what kind of questions would they ask you? 
like you know, is this posse as well? This and that. I always have to know what what most of our bread is posse as well, and that's important to a number of our children. Uh, for the Swadim, I have to like we're serving uh, 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 we're serving dairy. I have to make sure there's something that's uh, fish. If it's fish, that's separated from the for the dairy, so they can they can enjoy the the meal as well. Um, for instance, cheese on cheese on a, on a, on a like a tuna melt wouldn't work with the with the few uh, Sephardim we have over there. So we make sure there's another option. Very nice. Got special diets for any children who have any illnesses. Right, we have people that are gluten-free. We have people that are uh, allergic to eggs. Nut-free, or school is nut-free. We don't have any nuts. We don't have any peanuts in the house. Um, we 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 um, we we know what doesn't have eggs in it, and we know we're aware of what doesn't have um, gluten, which is gluten-free. So we're able to make an offering to those children that have those special diets who want to be on a lunch program. And... Uh let, let me let me suggest that we uh, go back to some one of the other the other subjects. I'd like to little hear a little bit more about the catering. When you go to the catering, your job is what? Do you, you do kashering or you just uh, administer the cater the 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 hashkocha after the kashering? It de- well, it depends on the job. Sometimes I'll kosher ahead of time, or I'll get in there early and kosher, and then I'll be supervising. Be super. And in, in in these places, I mean, there are, there's a non uh, a non kosher setting. You do you ever have a situation where you were walked into the kitchen and they were producing kosher and non kosher at the same time in the kitchen? You have to you have to first of all when you go into a setup, all right, you have to see which way the steam is going and what have you, okay? Because if a guy's working on non kosher in a similar in a similar environment, if the steam is going towards you, you can't you can say it can't work in there. Right. You know, you have to make sure that uh, because what happens is it goes up and it condenses and comes right back down on the food. Right. So you have to make sure there's no issues there. Um, also, you have to you ask permission when you go into a place because you're always a visitor, and you have to say to them, "May I please do this and please do that?" And you know, use your ovens and everything because the chefs are very protective. And then you go and you take them apart, you caution them, put them back together again. Same thing with the stovetops. But you always you need to cover. But I mean, you always have to watch out for where that steam is. Steam, also, which way they're going with their food, um, what sinks they're going to be using. You have to negotiate ahead of time. I'd like to use this sink. I'd like to use these ovens, and what have you. And they use ovens. Make you should probably you need to negotiate so that so that they're not overlapping each other, that they're separate from you, all right? Where it's it's defendable, where you're not on top of each other. And in a, in, a, in a non-kosher setting like that, maybe you know, that's an extreme case where they're working the same time, the same. But even in any any non-kosher hotel, uh, how many mashgichim do you need to be able to uh, maintain the uh, fare properly? In a hotel, you have at least two mashgichim or more. Mm-hmm. You have a senior kosher mashgich, you have another mashgich that's floating around. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's it's uh, you have at least two, mm-hmm. if not more. Right. And. Uh, and what size of events have you handled? Um, well, I mean, I, I work generally with like uh, f- with like three, four hundred, five hundred with with people as small as one hundred and fifty. Um, I once did Pesach a long time ago. Uh, we did two thousand. Hmm. The hard part on a program like that is not the two thousand; 
It's when the program collapsed to three hundred to about uh, three four hundred people trying to protect your kitchens and everything, because then you're not the main event anymore. Oh wow! Sure, sure. And you have to really protect your your your, uh, your equipment. The kitchen has to. Right. The program has to collapse in a way that that's that's doable. That keeps it uh, pace that keeps the milk inflation separate. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, do you have had have you had any interesting other interesting stories in terms of uh, maybe the training of the people or things that happened? Uh, well, say with deliveries or. Anything that ever came up in the, in the, in the, in the over the years, some things that have come up were, in, were interesting for us to hear. Yeah, um, interesting stories. Um, I mean, there's certain vendors that will deliver the same thing every time, regardless of what you ask for. Mm-hmm. And you have to know that you can't ask them for that product because they just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see now. Um, interesting stories. Interesting stories. Uh, In terms of, uh, I, I, it's just you have to have to work with people. That's what it is. I get, I go in, I, I look for control. If there's no control, there can't be caution. Um, and that's it. Um, uh, people, uh, let's see now. Uh, that's you know, that's what it is. I mean, it's like uh, you have to go in the kitchen. You have to define your barriers. You have to be respectful to the staff that works there, and generally they're they're respectful for you. Um, if they're not, oh, I was I did have one job. I was a no no. I'm not going to disclose the caterer's name, but I was at a hotel once. It was a union hotel, and there were there were trafe plates that were brought into a room, and I removed them from the room because because uh, they were the wrong place. The caterer had not brought their place in. Mm-hmm. And um, the caterer came up to me and said, so tell me why a union grievance has been filed against you. And I said, basically, because you didn't do your job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the bot said, good, I'm glad you got the grievance filed against you. Wow. doing your job. Wow, wow. That's a big thing you're talking about, because a lot of times um, people don't back up the mashkiach. But I think what you're saying is, that if they know you're a straight shooter and that you've treated everybody respectfully, then they will back you up. It's when you're being a wise guy and you're fighting with everybody on your own that they don't want to back you up. And that's what that my, But my experience has been that a lot of very nice mashkichim have not been able to get the backing from their organizations. And that if they, what happens is, and this is one of the reasons you're doing well, Barry, is because the the caterer doesn't want a tough guy to work with. If the guy's making him crazy, they tell him, don't send that guy again. If well, you have to define the role. That's all it is. It's like, I'm not being mako. You just have to define what needs to be done. Um, there was one event where I I, I knew that uh, the client was going to bring a Namavusha wine, and we clarified that they shouldn't bring a Namavusha wine, and they brought it in anyway. So... Uh, I, I I knew what the vibe was going to say. You can't serve it. But I said to the woman, "Let me call." So I called, and they sent me a text message. I said to the person, "Send me a text message that says I can't use it." All right. And I went to the woman. I said to the woman, "I tried on your behalf, but the, the vibe says you can't use it." I knew what the answer was going to be, but she didn't want to take no for an answer. But she saw the text message. Back down. We have a lot of people who texted us. I don't know why we didn't get the calls today. A couple called in. They really didn't want to talk about what we were talking about. But I'm going to take a few of the text messages. If you'd like to comment, Barry, I'd love to have it. Uh, this woman, 
contact, well, it could be it's a man, I don't know. Uh, my daughters work for OL Base Ezra and always have to be careful because lots of the kids are gluten-free or sugar-free or dairy-free. So I see that, at least in OL Base Ezra, they do have a lot of kids who have uh, special needs, and they are very careful. I'm sure all schools are careful, but very. I don't know if all schools are nut-free, and uh, I don't know how many schools would go out the way Barry does to make sure that everybody gets something similar and is happy. I mean, I love that that phrase, happy meals, that everyone should feel that they are together, that they're not being treated. They may have to not be able, they can't eat the same food the other person eats, but they shouldn't feel that they're out of the, of the pale, they're, that they're somehow rejected and not able to participate. I think it's a beautiful thing, and I don't think it's common in, maybe it is. I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I'm out of schools for a while, but I, I don't hear about it as much, and I was very impressed when Mr. Nash explained some of the things that he does. Then we had a, somebody over here asked if you need a mashkiach when you eat in a pizza store. That's <laughs> not when you eat there. In other words, can you, do you need, does the pizza store need a mashkiach? And the answer to that, I would say, and I'll ask Barry to make his comments, but my, my feeling is that a pizza store is a relatively easy hashkocha. Now, that said, every place needs hashkocha. It would be lovely if we had mashkiach from the time a place opens up until it closes, and the mashkiach actually had a lot of eyes and was able to, to be on in every room at the same time. I know for a fact that a pizza store in uh, Flatbush on King's Highway 4 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, I don't know what time it was, but it was early, maybe 6 o'clock, early in the morning, somebody came in who, wor- who works across the street and, and, and works across the street and took some food, which was treif, and asked the, uh, the worker in the pizza store to warm it up for him in the oven. Now, I don't know if I'm going to pask in the Shiloh now in front of everybody about what the halacha is, bidiyevet, etc., etc., but obviously, there is a failing if you don't have a mashkiach at all. I walked into Manhattan only once, and I mean walked into Manhattan over the Brooklyn Bridge. It was, <laughs> it's not something, I, not a trip I take every day, but I wanted to take my kids on an interesting trip. We, went, we walked into Manhattan. So right in those days, right near uh, where we come over uh, on the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the Manhattan side, there was a pizza store about a half a block, a block away, and we went there, and we looked. Uh, it was a kosher pizza store that we knew about, and uh, there were two people working in the store. Neither one was Jewish, and we asked about the owner. Oh, the owner, he doesn't come in very much. Um, you know, he has a couple businesses, and uh, there was no Jewish person on the premises. So at a certain point, you have to say, you know, if there's nobody there, and they know no one's there, and they know no one's there now, what's to prevent them from going and taking non-kosher things and putting it in the oven? Um, and and I, I know that they did that. In, uh, I mentioned uh, uh, you know, a, a store in the neighborhood where that happened recently where, where somebody did b- b- bought the chicken, that uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and he, and he put it into the uh, kosher oven. You know, you, you, uh, does it need a mashkia? The answer is yes and no. If you have a, if you have a, a, a decent setup... Uh, again, depends how much time that no one's there, but if no one's there for hours and hours, and 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 they know they're really they're they are going they're they're running the program without any Jew on the premises, 
it's a little sticky, even though pizza stores are pretty straight. And there's definitely things that can go wrong from Bishal Akum and Pas Akum and the tray for ingredients and the tray for things in the ovens. Yeah, anything can go wrong, definitely. Um, but again, it is from the easier hashgachas. And uh, I, in our day, in society, in our day, we don't usually have a mashgiach the full time. We may have a designated Shomer Shabbos. Some cases they're relying on the owner, but even he may go out for a while. But the, that's something that you have to, to speak to the uh, Kashrus agency and get clarification on. Somebody said that they know that uh, people are more lenient regarding drinking outside things and then eating outside. Uh, again, if you're talking about uh, an Issa, you can, I can create many Issa Doraisa on things that you drink, and I don't think it has any um, uh, bearing on it. But I w- the next question I want to speak to uh, Barry a little bit about, uh, this person was asking about buying a refurbished mixer. And I know, wow. that, and somebody asked us that last week. Refurbished, we didn't get a chance to answer. Um, would a mixer become not kosher? Well, you have your mixing bowls, and first of all, you have to speak to your vod because every vod has a different has a different answer. The other thing is that when you torch a bowl, you have to be very careful because it's got the straps that are welded onto it, and if they break loose, it goes your mixing bowl. So you know you have to speak to you have to speak to the particular vod that you're working with. Everybody has each vod has their own requirement. No, I think they, there's but a person on their own. That flavor, that flavor is definitely going to be inside of a mixing bowl. I've seen mixing bowls being used with cold. I've been seeing them used with hot. All right, so you have to kosher it according to what your your vod requires. Okay, very good, uh, Barry. We have just another few minutes. I'm going to. Uh, make an announcement towards the end on on, on important topic that uh, came up, and we—I mean, something we're planning, we're working on. But let's go on a little bit more together. Um, are there any things that we didn't cover that you want to say? You have to be respectful to. You. Hello. Yeah, you go ahead. When you go into when you go into a restaurant or something, you have to have a little bit of patience sometimes. All right. Um, you hear a lot of stories. People walk in. Uh, we're Jewish people. We were yarmulke. We're we we are emissaries. Each one of us is an emissary for the Jewish people. Wouldn't it be nice if we behaved ourselves when we went to one of our own stores? That the, the guy should see that we're proper people. That that we're not that 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 we're not tires. And that's a very important statement. It really is an important statement. You want to, you know, uh, every, every Jew has an opportunity to reflect positively or negatively on, on the Jewish people. In what way did you, are you referring to what kind of things that people do that are inappropriate that you've, you've seen or you realize that happen? Well, you know, they, they, they order things and uh, they order things and, uh, and say they want and they make a hash for that for X amount of minutes and then they're harping on that. How come they didn't get it right away? Or they eat three quarters of it and say, oh, I didn't like it. And I wanted my real money back and things like that. You know, it's just, you have to show respect. Screaming and yelling and, and carrying on. Right. All right, we have to conduct ourselves in a proper fashion. We really do. Okay, we got a caller. Uh, we got to listen to the caller. Go ahead. You're on Cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hello? Yes, go ahead. You're on hello. the air. Yeah, uh, there are two things I'd like to mention. When you mentioned that mashkiach on the premises, 
a few weeks ago, I was in a, a pizza store, uh, actually on Avenue, on Avenue J, on the OU Ashkacha, and they saw the Hamish Yid sitting there, and I asked him, the mashkiach? He said, yeah. And I asked him, do you have a mashkiach community? He said, yeah, it's a pizza store. I was very impressed that in the pizza store, they should have a mashkiach there. That's the OU. Opening to closing. That's the OU. It's a very yes. different program than everybody else. There almost is nobody else in this country that's requiring that mashkiach. The mashkiach, the OU, any retail establishment, whether it's a uh, a pizza store, or a bakery, or a, or a restaurant, milchik's, fleishik's, every one of them has to have a mashkiach from the beginning of the morning to the end of the day, and it costs a lot of money. That's uh, that's the OU standard, and they won't take the hashkacha without that. Correct. I I, I was very impressed. Uh, actually, it was a prime pizza. That was the name of the establishment. Yeah. The, you know, he told me the way he checks the produce. They they use shmata uh, bedika, which I was also impressed that they, they you know they very 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 good standards. I was impressed that in a pizza store. You should have mashkiach tamidi from the beginning, from the opening to closing. Right. It's a, it is a big uh, deal, and it's and it's not common. It's an OU policy. Uh, the other organizations have some technical ways they get around it. They call it a, a designated Shomer Shabbos on premises. They call it uh, uh, you know, the from owner. Uh, there was enough for them as long as they can have Yotzev and Nichnes, which means maybe once a week, once every month. Uh, there's all kinds of ways they get around it. And, and I think it's very important for the, uh, for the customers, the consumers, our listeners, when they go into the store, say, is there a mashkiach here now? Can I speak to him? Uh, and just ask, are you there from when to when? Is the owner a Shomer Shabbos? Uh, you know, what are the functions that you do? And, and, and you're going to have a very good idea very quickly about the different establishments in our area. I thank you very I much for that call. I just like to mention one more thing. Surely. The concern that could be brought up to, to cautious agencies. Uh, and I've seen this many, many times by, you know, real reliable, uh, you know, what we presume reliable Ashkakis by many catered affairs. There are fresh flowers that are put on, on the tables uh, with the food. Uh, re- a few weeks ago, I was just examining it, and I saw a little, like, caterpillar, a little, you know, worm uh, in, the, in the flower uh, on a web. You know, if it could fall into the food, yes, no. In, there are definitely bugs, you know, hiding in, the, you know, various different kind of flowers. And to have them on, you know, on the table with the food, uh, Ramesha Vayu is, uh, you know, definitely considered one of the biggest experts on the biggest line. He cautions very clearly that people should not have fresh flowers on the and you have these big, elaborate arrangements of all different kind of flowers. There's thousands of places for the bugs to hide, and they definitely should not be on the on the on the lady side. The, the, you know, the serving tables is definitely not something that's proper, and it, it definitely can be causing tremendous nuchshalim. I agree with you 100. percent It's one of the things that. Rabbi Goldstein always points out when he has when he teaches people, and we he gave us uh, flowers, and everybody could find a bug in one of them. You know, it was like you just it, it was amazing, and it, and they people think oh it's just garnishing, but you're putting something with live bugs. They're not dead, live bugs on the table with your food. It's amazing. Like uh, on 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 Sukkot, don't you want to be careful that there's nothing coming in from the schach? Don't you? You see little bugs flying around. Don't you want to be careful it doesn't get into your food? In effect, in effect, what you're doing is you're taking bugs and putting them right next to your food. 
No, right. 100%. 100%. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate okay, you're it. You're welcome. Okay. Barry, we only have another few minutes. So I'm going to I'm going to thank you very much for coming and uh we, we uh, for for being uh, part of our program which is uh you know we, we reaching out to everybody. We the reason we do this Mashkir of the Year award and we get the $1000 from some of our sponsors in order to be able to give you the money is because we think that the Mashkir is the most crucial part of our whole kosher system, not the man who is making the big money on the top and not the head of the, all the hashkoch, the whole hashkoch with the uh, 50, uh, 100 mashkichim working underneath him. It's the man who is there every day making sure that little Chaimel gets his, uh, gets his food and that he, and he has special needs. We're going to take care of that. They can get along in the kitchen and make a kid of Shashem every single day. And Barry, that's exactly what you do. And that's why we chose you to be the Mashkir of the year for this year. And I thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for, for, for the honor. Um, it's humbling. And, 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 and thank you for the opportunity to, to, to speak with you on the radio. Okay. And I want to tell our listeners that we're starting a new shear on Wednesday nights. Um, in we will start next week. I give shiurim three times a week right now, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Thursday night. And right now, all of them are in three different places. And the fourth shear, Mitzvah will start a week from this Wednesday. Anybody would like to join, it starts 8.30 at night, goes to 9.45. We learned Hilchas Basah B'cholov and Shulchan Aruch. We learned the Shach and the Taz. You're going to know it cold. You're going to know all about the Halacha Lamaisa. You're going to come out with a complete knowledge. If you want to pursue smicha, you can use this to, to get smicha. You can discuss with us if whether you can we, we can service you. That's a separate issue. But there's no charge for the shiurim. You can come, and if you don't like it, you don't have to come back. Uh, it's, it's at 1114 Avenue O. Again, 1114 Avenue O between East 12th and Coney Island, and uh, we'll be starting a week from Wednesday, but I suggest you call us to make sure the timing and that we are starting then, and whether it's appropriate for you before you waste your time to come down, it's my, our telephone number is 718-336-8544. We'll give you all the details, 718-336-8544. I've been very fortunate that over the years I've taught uh, you're a day many times, and sometimes we have people who are closer to beginners, and sometimes we have people who are closest to the Rabbanim already. They, they, they know you're a day very well, or they learned in yeshivas for many years, but in, I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm able to address a wide audience, and wherever you fit in the system, at least give us a ring and discuss it with us, whether it's appropriate for you or not. 718-336-8544 to join a Yoridea program leading to Smicha on Hilchas Basa B'cholov starting a week from Wednesday, 718-336-8544. The person who was asking about the the refurbished product, the mixer, was asking for their own personal use, but I, I definitely believe that it's, it's hard to, to, to ascertain. Uh, and and uh, while a mixing bowl may be used cold, I can't, I can't say it's only used cold. It could be used very hot as well. And I don't...
fall. I think there's too much schmutz in the mixer. I don't advise a refurbished anything. And uh, very often people don't realize that they're buying refurbished products. I had a person came to me and, and, and was being sold a, an oven, and the oven had been used before. So obviously, if you see the word refurbished anywhere in that ad or however you hear about it, stay away. And until next week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine.